VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Well, friends, as you listen to this program, you will agree, I'm sure, that world events are unfolding so very, very quickly. I mean, when you study the goings-on of today, you'll find great similarity to the, to the times of Noah, where the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continuously. Friends, we're seeing that now. We also read in Genesis 6 that the earth was corrupt before God and the earth filled with violence. Sound familiar? Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So uh, it's very interesting, friends, as you read through the Scripture, and, and when you read Paul's writing to Timothy, and as recorded in Second Timothy chapter 3, it describes the perilous times, the, the difficult to bear times, and it sounds, when you read through that list, like our present year. Things are happening and, and uh, unfolding so very quickly. Our friend, now with the Lord, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, often said, the stage is being set for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. So as we consider future things, did you know that there is only one book in the Bible that promises a blessing to those who read it, hear it, and keep it? It's the book of Revelation. In chapter 1, verse 3, that's what it says, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. And yet there are many who have stayed away from this book, even pastors who have said, you know, I'm not going to preach a revelation. It's too controversial. Well, our guest today has recently completed teaching through the book as a way to not only be instructive to you, but also to use the study, such as in a Sunday school class or small group setting, so you don't have to shy away from it any longer. Joining us today, we welcome to Crosstalk Dave Benoit. He's been involved in evangelism for a quarter of a century, uh, served as an area representative for Word of Life International. He's authored four books on the occult, which years past we had interviewed him on Crosstalk, uh, 14 Things Witches Hope Parents Never Find Out, Who's Watching the Playpen, Entertaining Spirits Unaware, and Disarming the Powers of Darkness. Dave is currently co-teaching the pastor's class at Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg. And Dave, welcome here to Crosstalk. Well, thank you very much, Jim. As a matter of fact, uh, it's the class that Jerry Falwell himself started 60 years ago, wow. so I count it quite an honor to be a part of that program. Dr. Elmer Towns, the co-founder, and I uh, will teach it together. He'll teach for 15 minutes. You know, he's 91 years old, so <laughs> okay. uh, he, he you don't want to leave him too long because he'll repeat his story, but um, he's a gracious man, and so I've been teaching, and I'll teach 25 minutes in the in the program as well. And and I have done the research on the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Jim, I spent 2,000 hours of preparation for this presentation. Wow. And Dave, uh, we're going to get into we shot the yeah. videos. It was 20 hours wow. of shooting. And Dave, we're going to get into that presentation in just a moment, but I'm sure you'll agree with me that as we observe these times, that things are rapidly advancing to what some call a boiling point in society. Some have described it as something big about to happen. Uh, do you sense that as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I talk about, um, and I've said this for almost a year, that the Ukraine was a diversion, that Russia was using that as a reason. And I've got all the documentation of the different countries that uh, are aligned in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, and I do show how Russia's coming down. And what I do is I actually take different clips of different newspapers to show where Putin himself in 22 and 23 went to each one of the countries where the Battle of Gog and Magog is supposed to be fought. Okay. Uh, also, Dave, you had a very close relationship with uh, Bible prophecy teacher Dr. Ed Heinsohn, now with the Lord. How did his life impact uh, and his teaching impact you? Well, you know, uh, Dr. Heinz and I actually went to his funeral, and listening to his grandchildren and his children talk really inspired me, because I've been off the road for years, Jim, and when, I, when I'm seeing Jimmy D. Young, I see uh, Tim LaHaye, I see uh, all these great Bible 
prophecy teachers are are off the scene now. They're in heaven. And I said, Lord, take me off the bench and put me back in the game. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started doing the book of Revelation. But at Dr. Heinsohn's funeral, every one of his children said something very unique. They said this, that he had come out of a coma, and he said this, whatever you do, die for Jesus. Mm. Whatever you do, die for Jesus. So did God show him something uh, when he was in heaven or in the coma that he was saying, hey, listen, persecution is coming to America. Be willing to die for Jesus. And uh, I do still believe in pre-tribulational rapture. Mm. Jerry Falwell believed it. Ed Heinsohn believed it. Jimmy DeYoung believed it. And I guess Noah Hutchins believed it. And I I guess that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Well, David, and it seems in our society today that uh, people want to know the future. I, I was just looking on the on, on doing some web research before the interview here, and psychic services reportedly have a have a revenue of two point three billion dollars. Over ninety nine thousand businesses are involved in psychic services. A Mystic Mag reported that based on a study from YouGov, around one in five. Of Americans, one in five, that's 22% of Americans, say they have consulted a fortune teller, medium, or psychic at some point in their life. Women are more likely to have seen a psychic or medium than, than men, 67% of women, 33% of men. And according to the American Federation of Astrologers, as many as 70 million Americans read their horoscopes daily. Dave, it seems people are interested in knowing what's going to happen in the future. Oh, absolutely. And that's the reason why we as Christians ought to be teaching the book of Revelation. That's the reason why we ought to be talking about prophecy. One-fourth of the entire Bible is prophecy. One-fourth of the entire Bible is prophecy. So if you say you're a Bible student and you don't believe in prophecy or don't teach prophecy, then there's something wrong, because one-fourth of the entire Bible is prophecy. And people are looking for the future. I remember I was talking to a girl not long ago, and she said, "Uh, do we... Do, how long do we have? Is it a week, a month, or a year? How long b- before Jesus does come? Uh, and what she was asking is, how long can I live the way I live mm. before I need to change? And I said, he comes as a thief in the night. You don't know when he's coming, but when you see these signs, and by the way, Jim, what I talk about is a contemporary look at a very ancient book. I take a lot of things that are happening, just like the Battle of Gog and Magog and Maybe in this program we'll talk a little bit about yep. that, why Russia's coming down and going to come down and is going to get involved in this war that's going on right now. I'll show you the reason why that all happens. So people are, like you're saying, they are very curious about knowing the future, and we as Christians could lead a lot of people to the Lord if we just started teaching prophecy. Dave, and we see prophecy all throughout the Bible, many prophecies directed toward Jesus' first coming, and those were all literally fulfilled, and there's many prophecies pertaining to Jesus' second coming. Do you you believe those also will be literally fulfilled? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, You know, when Jesus made predictions, when he said, he said, you will know that I am he who sends this stuff— when you see it come to pass. He said, when you see these things come to pass, and I told you ahead of time, then you'll know that I'm for real. Yeah. So, so there is a, a very unique blessing in Revelation 1-3 to those who read, hear, and keep the prophecies in Revelation. That's a very unique feature of this book, isn't it? Well, actually, Jim, there's actually seven different uh, blessings in the book of Revelation. Seven different ones. So a person who doesn't read the book of Revelation and then study the book of Revelation, they actually miss seven different blessings. Wow. So mm. you've actually been engaged now in this significant project. Uh, start unfolding it there just a bit, but uh, tell us about this project, uh, Teaching Through the Book of Revelation. Um, uh, you, you, you wanted to unfold this book and, and uh, make it uh, understandable for, those, uh, uh, for, for people all across this nation, around the world. So tell us about the project you've been involved in. Well, uh, again, I'm, I've, I've done a, a uh, website. It's called revelationbydavid.com. My name is David. It's revelationbydavid.com. And I've got 52 different videos, and they're all pretty short. They're anywhere from 10 to 18 minutes in length. And you can listen to those, watch those, or you can, if you just want to teach it yourself, 
I have over 1,000 slides that you can download, and you can teach the book of Revelation verse by verse, just like I did. Wow. So un- unfold more for us uh, about that. Uh, d- guide us through uh, through what you did here. Well, what I did was um, there's a couple things that make this project a little unique, and one of them is that I got permission from uh, Faith Cometh by Hearing uh, to use the King James Version of the Bible done in dramatization form. So when I'm when you put on my slides or whenever you're watching my videos, I do not read the book of Revelation. Professional actors and actresses are reading the book with all the sound effects and everything. So when they talk about the mark of the beast, they talk about uh, Mystery Babylon, all these things. I mean, if all you did was listen to that, then I explain what you just heard. So that makes it a very unique thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not when I say I, I've got slides, these slides have video in them. They have audio in them. They have pictures in them. It's very, very, very well done. And the great thing about it, Jim, it's, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, revelationbydavid.com right now, and you can... Fill in the form to say your name and your email address, and you can download everything, and you can watch everything. It's totally free. Wow. As a matter of fact, that's what I wanted to do. I, I just felt like pastors didn't want to spend the time or didn't have the time to do it, because as pastors, it takes a lot of work to, to do this. So I did everything myself, and it's pre-tribulational. And as a matter of fact, I give five reasons why I still believe in pre-tribulational rapture, and we'll talk, maybe talk about that a little later in the program. Sure. But um, with the sound effects, with the with the Bible reading, with the videos, and again, everything that you see on the video, I actually have it in slides. And you can, like I say, you can use it for small groups. A lot of times people meet have home Bible studies and stuff like that. Or you might want to do your own Bible study, uh, your daily devotion, 52 days. You can listen to it, and I'll explain it. Listen to it, and I can explain it. It's perfect for for understanding the, the book of Revelation. And again, friends, the website is revelationbydavid.com. Now, this does not mean that David is giving revelations. He himself, David, <laughs> no. you're, you are teaching through the book of Revelation, but it's by David, David Benoit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, revelation actually means the revealing. Like if somebody's doing an investigation today, we've got new revelation. That means revealing. And so the whole book of Revelation is revealing who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. He's got at least 36 different names and titles in the book of Revelation. So wow. throughout the entire book of Revelation, John is revealing who Jesus Christ is. And we we talk about a lot of different issues in there, like uh, why we believe in pre-tribulation rapture. Is the rapture mentioned in the Bible? Uh, Is the word rapture mentioned in the Bible? What's the difference between the rapture and the second coming? Mm -hmm. Well, let's unfold some of those after the break. David Benoit is with us today. And again, that website is revelationbydavid.com. It's teaching through the book of Revelation. Uh, with, uh, with with video and uh, PowerPoint graphics that are available. More on this after the break. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, is there ever interbreeding between species? Indeed there is, Chris. To illustrate this, let's talk about dogs. We know that in domestic dogs there are many different breeds and some of them are very different, from Great Danes to Chihuahuas, but all of them are interfertile. They're all part of the same species. The Bible tells us that God created the various kinds, and the dog kind, no doubt, included the domestic dogs. But it evidently also included the wolf and the fox and the coyote because all of them can interbreed. Now I find that even jackals have been interbred with domestic dogs. Jackals have a very acute sense of smell, and so breeding them with huskies produced a new dog, which are good sniffer dogs for use at airports. Once again, Chris, we see that the biblical creation story is the one that makes sense, and that's the Back to Genesis truth. This is Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. 
Dave Benoit with us here today on Crosstalk and uh, talking about the video study that he has completed. RevelationByDavid.com is the website for it. Uh, David Benoit is with us uh, here today on the broadcast, been involved and in, uh, spent some 25 years in evangelistic work and going around and holding meetings and spoke many times for us here at the VCY, at the VCY rally events, speaking around the country and uh, certainly exposed uh, so much information, uh, whether it was uh, the uh, days of uh, rock music and and then the occult and warning about the occult and certainly how we're opening the door to the occult in so many homes right now. But uh, Dave has been engaged in this project here on uh, going through the Book of Revelation. And David, you said how, how how many hours did you put into this? Over 2,000 hours in preparation because... A lot of the time was just building the slides. I mean, when you start putting video and start doing the audios and everything else, it's mm-hmm. very, very time-consuming. So it's not just a bunch of words. On a, If you go through my, my uh, slide presentations, and you can download those, it'll have all the animation, everything. People, when you start teaching this, they're going to think you're a genius. You don't have to tell them I did it. It doesn't matter who gets the credit. It's just that I believe... We're living in the last days, and I believe that Christians need to hear this, and I can't do it myself. Now, there are a lot of people on the radio and a lot of people on the Internet who talk about the book of Revelation, but there's a difference when you prepare, and that's what makes this difference. I made it to where you could teach it. Hmm. You know, uh, there are a lot of people who you say, go go listen to Jimmy DeYoung. I'm not listening, but if you have it in front of you and you're teaching a class, then you can teach it yourself. People will hear what they need to hear to understand the book of Revelation. Now, in the last segment, David, you brought up the the rapture, and many people say, um, uh, excuse me, but you do not find the word rapture in the Bible. How do you respond to that? You know, it's funny, as a young preacher, I heard about the rapture. Boy, and I, I got my little concordance out, you know, and I, I said, I'm going to find out all I need to know about that, and I couldn't find it in my concordance. But what, even though the word is not there, the concept is, for example, in First uh, Thessalonians chapter four, verse sixteen, it says, "For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then it says in First Thessalonians four seventeen, "Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up." together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The phrase caught up is harpazo, meaning to lift or to snatch or to draw up. So in the Greek, it actually does say caught up or pulled up or snatched away or pickpocketed. I remember some time ago, I was at Kohl's, and I was looking at jewelry for my wife, and my, my right hip is where my my wallet was at, and my right hip was up against the the window, you know, for looking into the jewelry. And all of a sudden, somebody passed me, and a purse hit me on my pocket. And I'm thinking, what happened right here? Now, and I looked, and Jim, this lady could have been a Sunday school teacher. She had a shawl on. She had a nice purse. She didn't have tattoos. She didn't have piercings in her all over her face. She looked like a Sunday school teacher. I said, surely that lady didn't just steal my information, my identity by hitting my pocket with that purse. And so because I wasn't ready for it, I didn't notify the, the, the security, but that lady about, I'd say about a month later, people are using my credit card. She had a reader in that purse and she snatched it. She stole it. She pickpocketed me, electronically pickpocketed me, and I didn't even know it. Wow. And that's what the rapture's talking about. Wow. So, David, uh, we're going to cover a couple of things, why you believe in the pre-tribulational view, and then I also want us to consider what are differences between that and the second coming of Christ. Yeah, I'd like to go through that, because I hear a lot of people say, I'm waiting for the second coming of Christ. Well, if you're waiting for that, you're in trouble. Because the rapture is when we meet him in the air. Now, the second coming is when he comes down with the saints. 
the rapture, this takes place before the tribulation period, and the second coming happens at the end of the tribulation, and we come back with him, so we must be with him, so we met him in the air. And the third thing is, this is to remove the saints before his judgments, and for the second coming, this is the climax of his judgment. So the rapture is quick and secret. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and 52, it says, Behold, I will show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now, in the second coming, at the second coming, everybody will see him. See, it's the rapture we're taken out in the twinkle of an eye. But then in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7 says, Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they which pierce him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. So there are two totally different events. As a matter of fact, in the Jewish wedding, what would happen is the bridegroom would first come and pay a dowry for, for, the, for the bride. Then he'd go back and he'd prepare a home for her. And, and what he, the dowry was paid when Jesus died on the cross. And then when he went to build her home, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. See, what he's speaking about in, in that passage, the Jews all understood. See, that's what makes the book of Revelation co- complex is we don't understand Jewish culture. So then what he'd do is go home, and he would uh, build a place for her, and then in the middle of the night, when nobody was waiting, all of a sudden you'd hear, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And he'll come, he would come, and the bride would always have her dress next to her so that she would be ready when he came, and he would meet her at the front, and she would come out to meet him. Then they would go to the house. Then they would go into a room for seven days. And after the seventh day, the, the, and by the way, that's the, I believe the rapture happens. And then after seven days, the group, bridegroom and the groom come out and they greet the people. So now we see the dowry was paid. Then they met him at the street, which was the second come, which was the rapture. And then the second coming is when he presents his bride to the the people. Hmm. So it's a beautiful picture, really. Yeah, yeah. And so, but there's much debate as to when that rapture happens. Yeah. Well, I've got uh, why I still believe in pre-tribulational rapture, and I, all these that I'm reading and I'm talking about right now is all on my website, revelationbydavid.com, and you can pull these down. But let me tell you the reason why people have different views. They do not know the difference between persecution and tribulation. Persecution is when man unleashes his wrath upon man, and that's happening. I mean, there's a Christian that dies every six minutes around the world. Every six minutes, some Christian is dying around the world. So that's when man unleashes his wrath on man. So you're saying on account of persecution? Uh, persecution. That's okay. right. Okay. Uh, last year, more than ninety thousand Christians were killed because mm. of their faith. Well, then the the difference between that and the tribulation is when uh, God unleashes His wrath upon man. So persecution is when man unleashes His wrath on man, and tribulation is when God unleashes His wrath on man, and that's the big difference. Okay, and so we have that, and you said there's reasons why you believe when is going to happen, and so you're talking about the judgments in Revelation then, which show God's wrath coming upon man, and why is man exempt from that? Well, I give five reasons, and I'll go through those quite quickly for you. First, the Church is not mentioned after chapter 3 in the book of Revelation until chapter 22. So in in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, After I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice, which I heard, as it were, a trumpet calling me, saying, Come up hither, and I will show these things. So we believe that happens, the rapture takes place at that time. The second thing is, because the Holy Spirit is removed before it begins. 
In Second Thessalonians two seven, it says, "For the mysteries of the lawlessness is already at work. Only he, not it, only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way." So the Holy Spirit is taken out. So if he's taken out, he cannot leave us. The Bible says that he inhabits us. Now he tabernacles with us and that the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament would come upon the believer. Now Jesus said, I leave you a comforter, and he will never leave you. In John fourteen sixteen, it says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may be, abide with you forever. So if the Holy Spirit is taken out, he cannot be taken out unless we're taken out with him. Not only that, but if the Holy Spirit is in us, and God rains down his wrath, tribulation, on us, that means God the Father and God the Son would have to rain down their wrath upon the third person of the Holy uh, Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. The third reason I believe that is God is immutable. That means God does not change. God has always made provisions for his people before he released his judgment. In, in Egypt, there was a place called Goshen. There was a place of protection for God's people during the judgment upon e- e- Egypt. Not only that, but Lot. Remember when Lot oh, was yes. coming out of Sodom and Gomorrah? Mm-hmm. said, hurry, escape, for there I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Not only that, Noah was taken out before the judgment of God fell. And not only that, but the fourth reason is probably the most basic reason, I believe, in pre-tribulational rapture, is why would God seal only 144,000 Jews and not protect his bride? In Revelation chapter 7, verse 3, it says, Hurt not the earth, neither the seas nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of God in their forehead. So in essence, if God seals 144,000 Jews to protect them, he's going to leave his own bride unprotected? That makes no logical sense. Hmm. And the fifth reason I believe it is the Bible tells us there is a crown for those who are watching for his coming, meaning if you think you're a preterist and you think that everything happened in AD 70, the first question I have to ask you is, uh, if it happened back then, when did they have a million-man army? There wasn't. You know, they, weren't, they didn't have enough people for that. And yet in Revelation they talk about uh, that kind of an army. Mm-hmm. Okay? So they have some problems with that. So. I do believe that if we are looking forward, and by the way, if everything happened in AD 70, why would he tell us after AD 70 to watch and pray? Why would he tell us that he comes as a thief in the night? Why would he say those things if, if it had already happened? David Benoit, our guest here today on Crosstalk, and has uh, just uh, recently released a video series that's available free for, for downloading and reviewing and using uh, on his website, revelationbydavid.com. Again, it's not David's revelation. It's his teaching through revelation uh, in the scriptures, revelationbydavid.com. We've got uh, just a couple more questions we'll ask him, and then we'll uh, open up phone lines for you to uh, speak with him as well. So stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Entertainment has become the draw to build churches and youth groups. Meanwhile, sound biblical teaching has fallen off the cliff. To many, it's all about numbers and little about the Bible. Play the Flute, a powerful DVD, addresses this issue head on. Play the Flute tells the story of one youth leader who would not give up, who would not surrender to the apathy taking over his new youth group. The Lord Jesus is looking for followers who realize that they are sinners and need a Savior. These are his terms, and I can't change them. From Rich Cristiano comes Play the Flute, a powerful story on DVD available from VCY America for a donation of $18 or more. Call 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dave Benoit is our guest here today, an evangelist of some 25 years uh, uh, that uh, had been engaged in uh, travel travels and uh, now currently the uh, co-teaching of the pastor's class at Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg and uh, has uh, put together this uh, Revelation by David, uh, dot com, Revelation by Dave dot com, uh, by David, David dot com. And uh, friends, you can go there, look at the videos, download that. And I understand, Dave, you've got more information coming. Uh, student manuals and so forth will be coming on there as well. Yeah, and that's the reason why we're asking people to sign up. You know, by signing up, you just give your name and your email address. There's no no other stipulations for that. We just want to inform you when new things come. Great. And again, that's revelationbydavid.com. Uh, Dave, I'm sure you're watching with great interest what's happening in the Middle East right now, and and uh, we are seeing, uh, many have looked at uh, the unfolding uh, that taking place there with uh, many uh, countries mentioned in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, uh, the Battle of Magog. Uh, give us your perspective of what you see taking place there, and, and how does this perhaps differ from uh, another battle that Scripture talks about, the, the Battle of Armageddon? Yeah, Jim, I'm glad you asked that question, because uh, I've got an article here. It's it's by uh, AP News, and it was March the 11th, 2022. Now, put that in perspective, 2022. And that's when Russia went after Ukraine. Now, this is what it says. Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine dominates world attention, but with less global scrutiny... Putin is also busy advancing Russian presence in the Middle East and Africa. Could Russia be building an alliance for the real battle, which is in Israel, Gog and Magog, prophesied in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39? You see, Ezekiel predicted that Russia would invade Israel 2,600 years ago. He predicted the alliance of the different countries. In Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 4, it says, I will turn you around put hooks in your jaw, and lead you out with all your armies. Now, what I'm going to read to you, and this is what I tried to do, Jim. It's a contemporary look at a very ancient book. So in Revelation chapter 4, when I talk about the rapture, I talk about will UFOs be a part of that. Now, they're having Senate hearings over the UFOs and stuff. So you're not wearing a tin hat anymore if you believe that UFOs. But I do not believe they're coming from another planet. I believe they're coming from a parallel reality, which is the occult, and I could prove that, and I will prove it on the videos. If you watch uh, Revelation chapter 4, you'll see all of that. But anyway, uh, Wall Street Journal, July 17, 2022, Putin seeks to cement ties with Iran, Turkey, and rare trip abroad. Russian president visits reflects the importance of placing and maintaining Moscow's leverage in the Middle East. And then I've got a map that I show uh, in in that. It's it's in the introduction of, of Revelation, the importance of Revelation, of the importance of prophecy. And I take a map, and I show all the different countries, Turkey, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, Sudan. Now, let me read this to you. April 11, 2022, The Guardian, Russian using weapons smuggled by Iran and Iraq against Ukraine. And January 24th, 2023, the Afghans I trained are fighting for Putin in the Ukraine. Ethiopians rushed to fight for Russia over rumors of $2,000 reward, April 21st, 2022. Sudan has a new economic alliance with the Kremlin, March 11th, 2022. So what I do is I go through the whole, all the list of the names, and I show you where Putin has visited these countries in the last year. Hmm. And also, it tells who's not going to be involved in that. And it's Egypt, Syria, and Jordan, which I think is quite interesting that they're not involved in it. Now, it may be that Syria is not going to be involved in it because the way they're being bombarded right now, they might not be around to do it. You know, yeah, and and, uh, so when we see Gog and Magog, uh, Magog, of course, being a a reference to Russia, Gog, the leader of Russia, 
Um, and I find it interesting, Dave, that uh, and I, I just called up while we're talking right now. This is from CNBC, not known as a conservative website at all, uh, CNBC. But here's the headline, and it's dated, published on November 8, 2023. Headline, Russia is turning increasingly hostile toward Israel as it picks sides in the Middle East. Also, uh, the uh, JewishInsider.com, look at this headline, November 1st. Israel learns the hard way that Russia, China are not its friends. That's rather significant. Well, that's what I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this program right now, you should go to revelationbydavid.com. It's unfolding. I took the very ancient book, and I started putting all these contemporary issues. And by the way, I will tell you why Russia is getting involved in this, and Russia was talking about a world war before even Israel went after Hamas. Now, the reason why they're going to come down, let me read this to you. March 10th, 2019, things are about to change. Oil and gas have been found in eastern Mediterranean. Large quantities of oil and natural gas have been discovered in the east Mediterranean, and the race to extract them has begun. The most significant find in offshore Israel is the Leviathan Field, located approximately 80 miles off the coast and situated in water that is more than 5,000 feet deep. A proposal, a proposed EMG pipeline costing $7 billion and opening in the mid-2020s is a beacon of hope for the European Union to increase energy diversification. Now, curtailing Russia's dominance over the European energy market. Now, what is that all about? The reason why Russia is going to come down is for the spoil, and I believe the spoil is the oil. Russia has never had a reason to come down. But listen to this. In April 21, 2022, it says this, Money Watch. What's the impact if if, if Europe stops buying Russian oil? The EU sends $450 million a day to Russia for oil and $400 million per day for natural gas, according to calculations. So Russia is losing a billion dollars a day when Israel supplies the UK with oil. So if you do something against the, the Russian mafia, you're in trouble. But here's the, here's the amazing thing, Jim. Moses predicted that Israel would find oil in the sea about 4,000 years ago. In Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 19, it says this, For they shall suck of the abundance of the sea and the treasure uh, hid in the sand. It doesn't take much imagination when they suck of the abundance of the sea. Where did they find that? In the Mediterranean. And the treasures, that's oil, where is it hidden? In the sand. Hmm. Very interesting. David Benoit with us here today, folks. Let me just bring up, and friends, let me open phone lines to let you start getting on board. uh, 800-733-9829. Any questions or brief comments you might have, 800-733-9829. Dave, uh, this year, above all others as well, we have seen this huge push uh, globally, but even here uh, in the United States, the stories about digital currency. There's a connection to Bible prophecy, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. I talk about that. You know, um, again, we've got um, different currencies, like China already has a digital currency. It's a digital yuan. Now, here's the thing. As I was in China, I've been to China 21 times, and when I was in China the last time, I was in a taxi cab, and we came to a toll booth, and this Chinese man in front of us comes running back frantically and started speaking in Chinese to the cab driver, and the cab driver handed him his phone, he gave him some money, and he went, and then he came back, and the, 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 the gate opened for him. Without that digital currency, he could not get through that turnstile. And so, folks, you're seeing things like Amazon to-go stores. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, Jim, yep, but yep. to go in there, you have to have a, an Amazon account. The doors are locked. And until you open it up, and then it deducts all the money from your account. And folks, we're not talking about something that could happen a thousand years ago. Yeah. 
you know, it's something that's just now being able to happen. I know my mother-in-law used to say, boy, Jesus is coming right now. Well, it wasn't set up. As a matter of fact, I believe that uh, COVID was a dry run for the New World Order because it was the World Health Organization dictated everybody to wear a mask. Russia wore masks. Uh, China, China wore masks. America wore masks. Everybody, they dictated from one area. Not only that, but uh, remember they had all these signs saying you had to have exact change? Oh, yes. Well, the reason why they did that was because they wanted you to use digital cash. Now, let me bring it to a logical point here, is that if you don't, if you're not working and you can't go out and work, and you've been for years throwing your change into a some kind of container, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to go get rid of all your coins. So we should never have had a shortage of coins, yeah. but they said we did. Then remember they said uh, you, uh, money carries viruses. Yep, sturdy. And so they, but here, and then to lock you up in your house, what happens is that the only way you could order food or anything else if you're locked up in your house is through digital currencies. Hmm. And so I talk about that. I actually do uh, buy God's News Beyond the News, where I actually show the, the devices that are used today to do that. Dave, our, li- all our, right there. our lines are packed here. We're going to begin with Josh in Waukesha, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hi, thanks Hi, for Josh. having me on. Um, my question for your guest is, how does he respond to the concept of the day of the Lord and the idea that that is when the saints will be transformed in the twinkling of an eye and that uh, the day of the Lord is not uh, two days of the Lord, one before the rapture and one after, but the day of the Lord is when he comes down, sets his feet on the Mount of Olives, uh, and there's a singular day of the Lord that occurs where he conquers uh, the world. Okay, thank you, Josh. David. Absolutely. That is the bad. That is when the Lord comes back, he is going to do that, but we are going to be with him before that happens. As a matter of fact, in my slide presentation, I show where the Muslims have put a graveyard right in front of the Eastern gate and they put uh, concrete to seal the gate. And when the, the Mount of Olives, when Jesus foot lands on it, it's going to cause an earthquake and it's going to separate that so that Jesus will be able to walk right through the eastern gate. So, yes, that is after the rapture of the church, because we come back with him on that. Oh, okay, he's gone there. And I think he was referring that he talked about a scripture that using about the day of the Lord coming mm-hmm. as a thief in the night. Yeah. Well, the Lord, again, he does come as a thief in the night, and we do go up with him, but again... The Battle of Armageddon has to happen, and at the Battle of Armageddon, that's when he comes and he he destroys the enemy at that point. It's not when we are taken out. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. David Benoit is our guest today, and uh, lines are packed. We'll come right back to the phone lines following the break. Uh, the website is revelationbydavid.com, and uh, friends, there's even a contact us section there, too. I can tell, sense we're not going to get through all the questions coming in today, but we'll tr- take as many calls as we can in our final segment as well. Back in one minute here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. UNRWA, which is a United Nations program, is in Gaza. And there has been a detailed report put out by Impact SE. And what it reveals is that the United Nations is funding supplementary curriculum in the Gaza to train young people to become martyrs, to be involved in jihad, to hate the Jews. Sadly, America, well, we're the ones that host the United Nations in New York, and we pay an awful lot of money to the United Nations. So indirectly, we, the American taxpayers, and as Christians, are paying and helping pay for curriculum in Gaza by the UN to train and create more 
Islamic jihadist. It's time the Americans demand the United Nations be kicked out of America. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Dave Benoit, our guest today, right back to the phone lines. Merle in Tennessee, you're on the air. Got two quick questions for your guest. One is, how can the millions of saints mentioned in the tribulation get saved if there is no Holy Spirit to bring conviction? Secondly, in Revelation 20, it says the saints that were beheaded and didn't take the mark were raised back to life. And it says this is the first resurrection. Wouldn't that be the second resurrection if the graves graves opened in the pre-trib one? Thank you. Thank you. David. Well, you know, uh, the thing about it is is that uh, there will be people being saved during the tribulation period. The whole tribulation period, Jim, is that God is trying to get people to surrender. You know, in MMA, if you you tap out, that means you're in a dangerous position. You're trying to get out of it. And that's uh, the whole thing is God's mercy. People think that the book of Revelation is about God's judgment. It's about his mercy. He keeps tightening his screws so that people will say, I surrender, God. I surrender. So we'll have the greatest revival ever in in that period. Okay, so there are going to be 144,000 witnesses during that time uh, yes. that will be proclaiming the gospel. And, and uh, the passage that you referred to earlier from Thessalonians is that uh, it tells us that, you know, the one who was restraining is no longer going to restrain. So we're going to see rampant sin that is taking place. The restraint of sin is not going to be happening any longer. But there, indeed, there will be people who are saved. Yeah. Uh, and again, those who are saved during the tribulation period will be because they're beheaded and they, they actually mm-hmm. say, uh, I, whatever you want, God, I, I surrender that. And is there any comment that you have? He said, this is the first resurrection. How do you re- respond to that? Well, in the first resurrection, you know, there are two resurrections. One, what he's talking about right there, is in Daniel, where it says resurrection of the, the, the good and then the resurrection of the evil. And that's what he's talking about right there. It's not the resurrection for as the rapture again. Okay, where the dead in Christ rise first? That's right. Diana is calling from Cove, Oregon. You're on the air. Yes, thank you for taking my call, and I just came across a couple of scriptures in the middle of Matthew 24, uh, verse 20 to 22. It says, And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. And I'll take my answer off the air. What is your question? Uh, where did those scriptures fit in the end times rapture timeline? Okay. Well, what, what, he's, what he's saying right there is that when you, again... When when God causes you to surrender, that is what He's talking about. He's saying, "Just give give me your life," and and that's what He's talking about. Okay. Now that that where this fits into the timeline, this would be what is after the tribulation. This that's is exactly right. There will actually be people going through the tribulation period mm-hmm. that actually go into the millennial period. And I talk about that. Hmm. You know, there there'll be some babies that were born during the tribulation period. That before the age of accountability, I mean, I got a whole section of just on the millennial period. How does how do people go without without the devil the oh. devil being locked up and everything else, and for a thousand years, and he can still find an army to go against God, and that's the third battle in the in the Book of Revelation. Thank you for the call, Faith in Pennsylvania. You're on the air. Yes, hello, David and Gordon. I I um had met you at the East Coast Conference of the Willow Valley. Uh, that is the... Yeah, Faith, to tell you what, we're short on time. Can you go right to your question, please? Sure. Uh, and I bought the uh, 14 Things Witches, I donated it to the library, mm-hmm. and it disappeared. Anyway, I'm um, eager to look at your website. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Jerry in Toma, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Ben, for doing this on your website. Um, it's just what I've been looking for. The question quick is, 
are the materials there uh, suitable for teaching children of different ages um, prophecy? And if not, what would you recommend, Dr. Uh, Jimmy DeYoung used to say that he started out teaching prophecy to children. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I think you you need to, to digest it and, and give it to the children. Uh, again, there's nothing horrible, terrible, other than what the Bible has to say that's going to happen. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, you know, kids are constantly being bombarded by fear of the world and the devil and everything else. It's not a bad thing to fear God and his wrath. Julian Pensacola, you're on the air. Uh, yes, um, thank you for having this man on the phone or on the radio. But I, my question is similarly to the lady that had called earlier it, when she talked about the uh, coming in the middle of wintertime. Is he talking about the rapture? Pray that the rapture does not happen during the wintertime, during the cold? It, that's really what he's talking about is the flight of Israel. Uh, going to Petra, it, that that happens after the rapture. That is uh, the Jews that are trying to escape the Antichrist and stuff. Okay. And Scott, in Clarksburg, West Virginia, you're on the air. Yeah, I have a comment and a question. Uh, so the shrewdness of a serpent is in its inclination to action, like to preserve its life and as opposed to speculation or abstraction, like, you know, there's not a whole lot of thought in a serpent. You know, it it just, it it does what it does. So, uh, so the abstract, how can the abstract idea of the pre-tribulation rapture obey Christ's command in Matthew ten sixteen to apply practical action to bring about his kingdom? Well, you know, what you're talking about is, post-tribulational rapture and stuff like that. You're talking about amillennialism, and basically what that says is we're going to have a revival. Well, that really went into the tubes when when the Second World War broke out. You know, it used to be we're going to bring revival, and they had great revivalists going all over, and we had revival. They thought we were going to usher in the, the, the uh, kingdom. But as you can see now, the Bible says there's a great falling away, and that's what we're seeing at this point. We are out of time for the broadcast. Dave Benoit is our guest today, and friends, I encourage you to go to the site and probe with further questions there and uh, download materials, revelationbydavid.com. David, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Jim. It's always a pleasure, brother. And uh, friends, indeed, uh, much uh, to learn and understand. Uh, the outline for Revelation given in chapter 1, verse 19, about the things which were, which are, and things to come. And uh, just as uh, Jesus fulfilled to every single detail his first coming, it's going to happen again. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.